Welcome to the Contribution Revolution podcast, a revolution in kindness, love, and compassion. We're here to talk about all things nonprofit and celebrate nonprofit heroes. I'm your host, IRS licensed nonprofit expert, Mark Del Gershio, and featuring the founder of Nonprofit Advisor Group, my beautiful wife, Tricia. Be sure to visit contributionrevolution.org and tell us about your nonprofit's goals and aspirations. Your organization could qualify for a grant or other awards. And while you're there, sign the Contribution Revolution Pledge to make this world a kinder and more compassionate place. Okay, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this afternoon's podcast. And I want to welcome a very, very special guest who's very near and dear to my heart. We've known each other almost 40 years. My guest today is James Silvis, and he is the founder of All-American Youth Football League. Welcome, James, to the podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> We're excited to have you. And really, how long have we known each other? Oh, oh man. When did you come to Las Vegas first? Well, I moved in Las Vegas uh, Christmas Day of 80, 85. Yeah, yeah. So, so, But it was a couple so. years, I think, you know, you're working you were coming at- uh, for. Working at the phone company at the time. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the old days. Remember when we used to love to go to the house parties and dance? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> we had a lot of those at your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I was known to throw some pretty good parties. <laughs> I haven't thrown any lately, but I think I got to get back in there and throw a couple more. This you know, <laughs> right. gets everybody, you know, after the COVID thing, I think we need to to get the spirits up again. Definitely. Absolutely. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so this is super exciting to have you here today. So um, I know that you started your uh, nonprofit in 2012 and what, what was, what was it that really brought you to this? I think you've always liked football, but why don't you share with our listeners today about, you know, what, what really brought you to start your own league? Well, I started coaching in 99 coaching. And then I coached them there, and I realized that youth football, like like baseball and other sports too, is very expensive for kids to play. And the leagues don't have any feelings for you either have the money to play or you just don't get on a team and play. And um, there's a lot of kids out there that are just unfortunately don't have the financial means to make it. So one year, having a couple kids on the team – I realized that like, it goes, coach, I got a couple of friends that are really, really good. And I used to pick them up and drop them off, you know? So we we're going in the neighborhood after I bought them some pizza and stuff like that. And, and I go, who's that kid? And then they, they're all playing basketball and stuff. And he goes, oh man, he, he could play with us, coach. So to make a long story short, I'd ask him, hey man, you want to play football? And his eyes, they would light up, you know, like, oh yeah, yeah. But coach, I, I, don't, I don't have the means. I'm not, my mom don't have no money. It was pretty much Section 8 neighborhoods. And then, um, so anyways, I would say, hey, if you want to play, I'll, I'll make it happen. So, well, my mom's right there. You know, we live right there. So I'd go over there and ask the mom, and the mom would come out and she'd coach. I, I, I can't afford that. It's about $500 a kid with his uniform, his equipment, his team fees, and everything associated for that kid to be legally on the team and playing. So that's $500 is a lot of money. And so I, I just said, gosh, dang, you know, so I, I took a couple of kids and ended up winning some championships and 
those kids and you know just amazing athletic ability and and they're just really there's so many of them but you know people just don't the seasons go by and these kids just miss it miss and miss it so one day i'm driving the kids home and i drop them off and all of a sudden i get swarmed my whole truck around about 30 something kids and they say coach coach i want to play you got so and so playing over there i want to play football and i went oh my gosh you know and i said okay look you guys just calm down stay right here i'll be right back so i didn't know what to do so i went down to little caesars and i picked up about 30 pizzas five dollar pizzas they do thank god for that and i came back and i said okay we're gonna have a pizza party here okay so just to just to calm them down because they were so upset because you know why can't we when he's you got him planned so i said okay look i'm gonna put together a day where we're gonna have football with former nfl players college guys some local coaches and we're gonna learn the game of football we're gonna have fun we're gonna get t-shirts like the ones i'm kind of wearing right now and we're gonna have medals and they're gonna talk to you about football and we're gonna it's gonna be free you got your mom don't have to worry about nothing so from that day moving forward, I, I know I couldn't get all those kids to play on teams. So I created All-American football camps. And in the high school one, a combine for the high school kids. And it just took off. I mean, I just said, the only thing you got to worry about is getting your butt there. And I will take care of the rest. So we had the high school cheerleading teams out there. We had, um, I mean, a lot of former NFL players. They said, coach, this is great. Get back to the community. So I wanted to be, if you love football, you come on out. We're going to show you a great time. We're going to give you a great education. Our narr- my narrative was student athlete. So I had the, the really golden opportunity to really push, you know, how important school is. Without school, you can't play football. And so really pushed that with the NFL players, myself. And, and when you start doing them twice a year, before the spring football season and before the fall football season, to keep all the drills and techniques fresh in their head so when they you know when they did play they could really take those skills and drills to their team and and they get some benefit out of being out there at the camp as well as interacting with former nfl players and we have a barbecue for them we feed them and then they would just have a blast and i wanted to really know that hey nobody's left behind if you want to come out and have just get here you don't have to worry about nothing we'll have one heck of a day of football skills and drills and have fun you know you know interact with some great football players and we have music out there and like Monica and the team moms have on um, their barbecue. So it's really cool. Cool event. And we have them twice a year and spin. And in the high school, I do a combine for college uh, testing. So, and I send them out to the college coaches. They can see um, how strong they are, how fast they are, how high they can jump kind of gives them a gauge of where they're at, where they need to be. If they want to maybe take a shot at going to college to play football and they all do they're they just love the idea so we do it for the kids and then we do it for the high school kids i remember uh your your foundation your nonprofit has been around for 10 years now i think 10 years yeah yeah 10 years and i remember when we first spoke when you were telling me that you were going to start this that it was exactly your motto was no child left behind i remember yeah. that yeah. that's your that's very core with you very 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 close to your heart yeah. And you know, the special thing about it is when I, when I'm in front of 150 to 300 kids, sometimes we have, I, I know one thing is they have a passion for football. So I know I have their attention. So when I'm speaking, 
they're there because they love football. So that's when I find my two, three minutes just to drive home how important schools because kids, you know, their 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 concentration spans are very limited. So you really got to find their love, their passion, and then that's the unique opportunity to really push the most important thing is, you know, you really got to find a way to work hard at your school as well as you you work hard in, in training and get to be a better football player. And you got big banners out there, student athlete, and I make sure all the NFL guys that speak do have their narrative is, is how they were raised and how they were structured to stay in school and study and, and, get, and get an opportunity to go to college and then get an opportunity to actually sign an NFL contract. So, James, but, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's have, it. have you seen like a change over the time you've been, because you, you've been coaching for 20 plus years, right? So yeah, have you seen a change in the kids? I mean, are more kids interested in playing football, less? Yes. Are they more distracted, uh, more focused? What, what do you see there? It's amazing. I mean, how, I don't know. I mean, it's, it just seems the same, but there's more people in Las Vegas, but, but my camps are just like, it, you know what I see more? I see more parents wanting to get their kids to come out. Mm. I mean, I didn't really see a, a, as much as in the past as there is now, but you get more of a team interaction from mom and dad. And then of course the athletes pushing from behind, but I mean, I get so many parents and I could just feel the passion in their on the phone call, you know, coach, I want my son to go to college. And he look, and just, I just love that. You know what I mean? Because it's so important to get the parents involved and, you know, and, and, and their, and their wants and needs and their love for football. So I, I've been seeing a, um, a higher percentage of uh, parent interaction. Oh, that's good. It makes the, the drive even more solid for them. So it's kind of good because it makes it easy for me to really drive home my message. You know, and when I leave that park today, you know, these guys are going to understand how important school, the grades are, because I was at a uh, combine this last weekend that I got invited to help in, how about in, and I really pushed that really hard. And these kids were all from private schools and Catholic schools. So, you know, I mean, they're academically doing a lot better in some than other cases. And they were just like, you know, and I said, Hey, scouts call me about you guys. And the first question they ask is what do the transcripts look like? Mm. They know you can jump and score touchdowns and do a lot of things, but they don't even want to fall in love with you until they know they got the basis covered and that's your academics. That's interesting. They all, I had all their eyes that like, you know, they know that, but they haven't heard it in a while. So it's, it's kind of, kind of good to reiterate that to them and, and make sure it's part of their focus. So when they eat right and they train right and everything that, Hey man, I got to take time out and get my grades straight and do my homework and study. And then I'm going to go to the gym and then I'm going to go to practice and then, Kind of, you know, it's a, it, it's an accumulative effort of a couple of things that have to happen, right? You know, and then let me and coach help help you get acknowledged out there by other scouts that are looking for players like you, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty cool. I, I like that, but I do see a lot of parents really, really getting more involved lately. Probably in the last five years, mm -hmm. I just I love it. Parents, it just you know, it's, so it's kind of like they all. I mean, everybody wants their kid to go to college one way or another. You know, of course, would like to go through the avenue of football because they they're playing youth, high school. You know, and there's so many level levels of college. I mean, we got junior college level that a lot of these kids could are good enough to play it. Then you got Division three, Division two, Division one, again Division one A. I mean, this country is just loaded with different levels of college that these kids, if you really want to play, and you work hard, you we can find a home for you.
Yeah, that's good. So as far as your nonprofit, like have you, uh, now that the Raiders are, you know, embedded in Las Vegas, have you had any connection with the the pro team uh, in support of the nonprofit or is that an effort? Yeah, actually. What what does that look like? The last three years, the Raiders have, as soon as they got into town, I was at their front door and I was knocking, you know, at the administrative area and I was there and I introduced myself because, you know, I'm from the Bay Area and I used to go to Raider games as a kid growing up. And so I said, no, this is a dream come true. I mean, my team in Vegas, who would ever thought that? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's not It's not the population that drive, that's driving this. It's the money and the, and the power that this town has, yeah. obviously. I mean, no no NFL team has a population of less than 3 million people. I mean, they, they need bodies. They need, you know, a bigger economy to fuel that kind of revenue they need. But right. Vegas is Vegas. So I went there and knocked on the door and I introduced myself. I said, look, I'm the biggest, longest lasting nonprofit, you know, free camp for the kids here in Las Vegas. I wanted to introduce myself. And so their youth director rep, we went to lunch and that was three years ago. And, and they've been coming out and, and giving the kids um, swag bags and T-shirts and, and, you know, and like this NFL football right here with the Raiders on it. Oh, nice. Oh, that's that, awesome. Yeah, he called me last summer and goes James come pick these up for the high school combine and he gave me um over 90 to 100 footballs NFL footballs wow and then he gave me um you know of course a bunch of uh, swag bags and and just um I mean all kinds of stuff to give to the kids so you know it, they're really doing a good job I really want to get some of the current players out there to speak mm -hmm. and that's my next goal and we're looking to have a combine again next month for our eighth annual high school combine Wow, uh, we started congratulations. Yeah, so yeah, cool. I know we get in the offseason now for the Raiders. So, I'm, you know, these guys, will, I can have a better chance of getting them out. Just yeah, I'm out wondering, like on a, like a financial support, um, you know, it's just a question for people that might be listening to this. Have you quantified, uh, you've, you've quantified how much it costs to put a kid through a program, right? Like the $500, basically the basic, you know, basic cost. Um, have you talked to like the Raiders about sponsoring kids or, um, or underwriting some of that cost? It would seem like, you know, they've got a lot of money, obviously pro sports that could, um, you could get some mileage out of that and potentially, you know, plug more kids into your program. Yes, I did. Uh, I did mention that from the beginning about some type of grants or something that the Raiders could do. And, and they just said, just give them a little time to get situated. Well, it's already been <laughs> three years, but yeah. Um, there's a new gentleman now, I believe that's that's running that department. So I, now I got to go back and reintroduce myself. You know, you, you got to really kind of stay on top of them. But I definitely want to do that because right now I'm pretty much uh, relying on a couple local companies that do donate, mm -hmm. and then whatever I I can't pick, uh, you know, find I just pretty much do it for my company. Right. Yeah. Um, well, but I mean, the show will go on. The show will go on one way or yeah, another. Yeah. Well. You know, we did have COVID for the past couple of years. I mean, how did that affect, you know, your camps and things that you were doing? We were fortunate to, to slip one in last March. And mm -hmm. it was, oh, it was amazing. We had about 150 kids out there. And when all the coaches and I stood there and watched the kids running, it was, it was an eerie feeling because you just seen kids running free out there. And it was like, wow, we hadn't seen this in so long. Who would ever think, you know, right. some, some tragedy like this would ever we just took for granted that we just, you know, have our things and keep moving. But it was really special. Last March, we were able to sneak one in. And, of course, things kind of, you know, 
kind of got a little tough there again. Um, but that's really the last time. So I'm looking to get a high school one in by, um, next month or April. Hmm. You know, I haven't had a high school one in two years, but that kids wow. camp turned out really, really special. And it was nice to have, but I couldn't have one in August and I didn't have one last month in April and January. Hmm. So yeah, I really kind of miss it. And the kids were, parents are calling me and, you know, text me and go, coach, well, what are the plans? Are, are you know, are you going to be able to get a field? And <clears throat> so it's been really kind of discouraging on that. No, but I just tell them just keep, you know, working out at home and keep that love for the game and, you know, school, make sure the grades are up because, you know, the first question I'm going to ask you when I see you, how are those grades? And you, you're not going to lie to me. That's <laughs> right. So I said, I think, you know how Coach Silva says, I, I hit the grades first and then we're going to talk football. So That's they nice. all know how I'm like that. You know, we get a lot of the repeat kids, new ones coming in, but we get a lot of repeats. Our base on um, these kids' camps is amazing. And when I once I put it on the website that we're gonna have it, man, it just lights up. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I'm exciting. Three, three. We've had almost over 350 kids at one camp. Wow. Um, wow. Our biggest one. Now that that was prior COVID, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a lot of work having that many kids, but it, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful sight when you get all these coaches go, oh my gosh, how'd you get so many kids out here? And it's just nice because when you speak to them and just big crowds, it's just. Uh, and then they're clapping for the coaches and we're giving all the awards out. It's just, uh, it, there's nothing that really takes the place of that. No. Do you and, have a, and, a, like a volunteer staff that's, you know, regulars that help coach? How many people do you have that, that participate on the staff uh, coaching side? We average about 18 to 22 coaches. Well, that's good. Yeah. And what I do is I orchestrate, you know, most of these former athletes, um, linemen, receivers, quarterbacks, DBs, running backs. So it's nice. I make sure I get at least three coaches, for every position and then and then we come together and then we break off and then then they do they have their time to do skills drills and techniques and i have i'm all in an, i'm on, on a watch everything is broken down in in 20 20 25 minute increments water breaking them so i kind of run around and make sure that the, we're on time and that they are getting in there's segments of stretching you know and then we do individuals then we come together and then we do a little competitions and then we come together and do all the fastest man, biggest man, strongest man competitions, all ages. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's how the kids really get excited. You know, just the thrill of competing is. Oh, yeah. yeah that's these, cool. These are football players. I and mean, they, they're, they're, their hearts are just, hmm, you know. Yeah, that's neat. But it's still fun. We're out there for probably maybe four hours max by the time they're eat and gone. So it's not too too heavy, you know. And, and we do have in the summer, too. So, whew. Some of those uh, yeah, gets hot. That, that's tough. <laughs> have you, um, and again, this is for people that might be listening and you know, interested in doing youth sports program or are doing it, not realizing they could do it as a nonprofit. Have you, uh, when you're, well, let, let me ask you this way what facilities are you using? Do you have to get a special permit? Are you getting insurance to run these camps? What, is, what does that all look like? Oh, yeah. You, you definitely got to have insurance um, for these camps. Um, you got you to have a million, uh, it's a one, one million, three million. Uh, on the liability and then you have to apply with the city of las vegas which i've been with them mm-hmm. um for s- uh, seven years license with them yeah you cannot even touch fields anymore without without the proper um uh, permits and they're very strict on that now that prior Has your nonprofit that. helped you get permits or is that weighed into it at all oh yeah absolutely yeah. because they they asked me they, are you charging or not and i said no i do not charge and it made it easier for me to get in 
Okay. Had I been yeah. a, a pain like everybody else, oh no, we, we gotta we gotta charge. We gotta pay for insurance. We gotta pay for our t-shirts. We gotta pay for our food. We gotta pay for all the equipment. Some coaches gotta get paid to be out there. You know, it's just it costs money, and mm-hmm. I can see their their valid point there. But in my case, like we talked about earlier, you want to come to this camp. It doesn't cost you a dollar. Just get here. You know that way we you know we can maybe fulfill everybody's needs. And but I, I do get in better that way. You know, I still got to pay for insurance, all those things, but right. You know, I mean, it does help. Absolutely. I, I don't mean to be dominating all these questions. I just, I don't want to forget. No, I love one. it. So do you um, like when you have a camp, do you invite the media to come out or get some exposure that way? So people would potentially donate. What I do is, is I do is I get uh, on Fox five news. Okay. Um, about a week before I get like five or six kids and we all go and we sit there and, and uh, oh. Jason, he's been around forever. He, he loves football. So he'll, well, we'll do a live, yeah, we'll do a live section there and no interview. And I've been on probably what, five times now. Oh, that's great. And so they all know I'm coming, you know, and we just go, okay, we're going to do this again. And they talk about when the camp is and what I do. And, you know, so it's fun. That really, oh, after that commercial, it's all, we almost don't need it, but it's good to get it out there. Like you said, maybe people would want to donate and stuff like that. And Right. Um, but man, the phone just, and the website just goes crazy with people wanting to go, when, I want to sign up, how do I do that? You know, so it's pretty cool. That's you know, great. To get that kind yeah. of exposure. But, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, so let's, uh, let, let me ask you a different question. So who's your hero? In, in football, in the football just, world? No, just your hero. Just my hero. Just yours. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I, <laughs> I got, I got something, something, but I love that question. I, I, love that. I do love that question. Um, I have to say my wife is, is my hero. I thought she's it always, was going to be Monica. <laughs> she's always, yeah. She always supports me. She's always there, you know, doing all the, the behind scenes, <laughs> kind of like the linemen on a football team. They never get the love and all the recognition because they're doing all the work up front and in the running backs and the quarterbacks receivers scoring touchdowns and everybody's you know, going, Oh my God. But the, it's those guys in the trenches that never really get the love, you know, and she does all the behind scenes for me. And so uh, it makes it a lot of work t- taken away from me and I don't have to worry about it. So I can concentrate on, on making the camps really exciting and putting together all the components I need, which is a lot of work itself, but she does all the administrative stuff, all the insurances and the permits and, and just, and then she gets all the cooking team together for the barbecue. And then she, so yeah, she's, she's my hero. Yay. That's good. That's so sweet. <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, I mean, what, you know, was there one kid or, or one experience that just stands out in your years of coaching? One story. I a lot of them. I mean, really, I'm going to think about it, but there's, there's one kid that, um, one day came to the field and he was staying there and nobody knew who he was. And he comes, he goes, coach, I want to play football. And I said, well, um, where'd you come from? Because why well, I live back over there. And I said, well, you ever play football? He goes, no, but I've always wanted to play football, but I just didn't. And I seen you guys practice and I want to play. Well, make a long story short. I ended up getting him on the team, signed him up, talked to his mom, got him all going. That kid ended up being one of the best football players we ever had. Wow. And it was just, and he was such a special kid and so appreciative of being out there. And that's what I loved. It wasn't a lot. Some kids you have to really 
pull them aside and say, hey, you know, it's not all about you. You know, and you got to, it's all we're about a team and family. That's what, what I do here. But this kid was just so, he, he came early and left late. And it's just, I love the attitude. And he ended up being one of the best. We actually ended up going to, to basic high school in Henderson. Mm-hmm. Ended up being the, the Southeast Conferences. Our Southeast Conferences were what we called all the Henderson. That's Coronado, uh, Foothill, um, Basic, and, um, and Silverado, and Green Valley. He ended up being the number one quarterback in all the Southeast Conference. Mm-hmm. And a wow. big article on him. And then the paper called me and said, hey, this young man, you know, you coached him. What is, is he going is, is to win today, you know, for the Southeast Championship? Or is the other guy? And I go, no, nah, this, this kid is something special. He's a leader. And he's just manifested into an incredible football player. And uh, he's a great person. And I, I just, I don't think he's going to be denied today. And then, so they did a big article on there. And then I went to the game and, and then of course they won. He played a phenomenal game, but you know, it was just that kid on that walked up one day and nobody knew who he was. And one thing led to another. And then he had to continue to play and, and ended up being the number one quarterback in, in all Henderson. So it, it was, awesome. a, yeah, I had a lot of kids go to the NFL, but, but that was probably the most intimate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of a very special, unique uh, situation I had. And it was good to see him stay with it. Great student. I mean, didn't have no father in his life. So it wasn't like he was living in a house with a white picket fence and everything was hunky dory. He had it pretty rough, but football was, was his, like his saving grace, you know, he really found the passion and with us staying with the team and then got into high school, I followed him and he, you know, we used to stay in touch all the time and man, he just took it, you know, and and I used to tell him, I go, if it is to be, it's up to me. That's that's the way you got to think, you know. So it was really cool. And to this day, I, I ran into him in a, in, a, in a gas station about two years ago. And um, he goes, Coach Silvis, he goes, you, what you taught me was, was, it changed my life. And I said, yeah, thank you for that. But you are one hell of a young man with a lot of fire in you. So I'm going to tell you right now, what you did on the football field was extremely special. You, you take those skills and you take that passion and you put it into something you want to do for the rest of your life and you will not be denied. You're a good-looking kid. You're smart and you got a great heart. I said, pin your ears back and please stay in touch with me because I, I want to see because you're going to be something special. And yeah, I walked that's off. great. How about yeah, the, so, uh, the schools? In that's a great Las story. Vegas, like where I was growing up, we only there only was basic high school. <laughs> there were only like six high schools. I mean... Yeah, you're right. You know, you know Chaparral, and yeah. then those other schools down there, you know, Clark. And, right. Yeah. When I moved here, it was pretty much like that. Yeah, you know? Western. Yeah, you had a few schools. It was funny, too, because growing up, because um, I grew up in Las Vegas as a kid, and, you know, our, uh, and I, I want to ask you about, if this is your experience still, you know, we all played outside constantly. Like, you know, parents had to basically blow a whistle or something. They, we would never come home. We'd just been out all night. <laughs> <laughs> and all kinds of sports in the field and nothing organized. And, you know, usually somebody got a skin knee or <laughs> somebody got hurt. That was the end of the game. But, but do you find kids are playing more outside, you know, separate from COVID or, or do you see like in your experience over 20 plus years that with video games and stuff like that, they're a little less physical, right? Like yes, what's, your, what's your observation on that? You're 100% correct. It's kind of, it's kind of sad, you know, but, you know, through the era of technology, you know, and they tend to really be focused on, you know, playing 
playing video games, stuff like that. You, you don't see that many kids outside really playing ball, you know, and mm-hmm. staying out for, or if they do, it's not for a really prolonged period of time. You know, it's, you know, when we grew up, right. I mean, we, we, we come home when it's dark, you know, and right. <laughs> and even then your mom wasn't, wasn't really looking for you. Just come <laughs> exactly. Home. <laughs> just come home because you're hungry, you know, it, you're all dirty, you're hungry. And that was, that was the, that was the day, man. Yeah, you know, and we're all the same. All the kids' parents were the same. It wasn't like you know, right? You right. Know, I got to be home in two hours. You know, and it wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's definitely changed, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I do see more. Uh, to me, I see more. Like I said earlier, parent interaction. That's great. Not across the board, but maybe <laughs> on the ones that are really you know. I just see where I grew up. You know, we played sports, but mom and dad weren't too much. You know, in right. front. You know, yeah. they're well, okay, if you want to, you know, go ahead and do it. Well, they're busy like working, that. right? Like a lot of yeah, times yeah. our parents yeah, were working. <laughs> yeah. So as they allowed us to play, but not knowing where we're at all day and night, um, yeah. it was kind of like that, you know, but sports have gotten real. I mean, I'm looking at the NFL now. It's, you know, $7 billion industry. It's amazing. I mean, these kids now are watching TV. And as we watch it, it's like, this is like an incredible entertainment. You know, I mean, it, it is incredible entertainment. And these young kids are dreaming and just inspired to, to, to go to the next level. And cool. they all want to be in the NFL. And so it's, it's a good opportunity for his parents to recognize that and say, look, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to work with you and I'm going to help you. I'm going to get you good coaches and we're going to go to good combines so you get a good exposure, but you better, you better buckle down those grades, you know, and you, and you better help around the house. You better be, you know, the kind of kid that you, you're going to need to be in order to conform to the structure of the discipline that's going to be needed. Mm-hmm. I hear flowers talk about that all the time. So I, I like it, you know, when the parents are involved like that, it just makes that kids chances. Um, I mean, tenfold better right. opportunity, you well, know, despite too, injuries. So. Like, you know, the NFL, like, uh, you know, you watch the commercials and stuff. They, um, they have these youth sports encouraging kids to get involved just move right get up and move around yeah and participate yeah. in anything have you connected with like the nfl at the at a higher level like that and or equipment manufacturers i know we had a a nonprofit we did a few years ago trisha would remember that they were sponsored by under armor do you remember that yeah yeah it was football in uh, pennsylvania funny so, how, how you mentioned under armor it was a couple of years ago i actually had a conversation with the director of the west coast operations for Under Armour. I spoke to him on the phone and told him what I do. And he just pretty much told me to stay in touch with what you do. And uh, we'll, we don't have anything of, like that going on where we can participate, but you, you never know. And that was a couple of years ago. Yeah. I mean, you know, I tried calling him again. It was about a year and a half ago, but um, I don't know if they moved or whatever. But I mean, I just didn't really drive that as hard as I could have right. at that time. But don't get me wrong. I'm. I'm I mean, I'm. I'm going to go back and hit the Raiders now. Raiders got new coaches, as you probably yeah. know. <laughs> yep. You know, Josh Josh McDaniels with mm-hmm. the Patriots and, yeah. and the general manager. So, I'm still going to go there and knock on the door and and talk to my rep and say, hey, you know, because I do want to get my my camps in the practice facility. Oh yeah. You heard about yeah. the practice facility here? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's really unbelievable. Yeah. So he said he's going to work on it, and I ha- I haven't heard from him, but I you know I'm not going to let it go. He knows I'm really persistent. You know I. <laughs> He, I almost the point where he, he, he gets a little frustrated with me sometimes, but I always may at the end of the conversation, you know, we always end up talking, you know, about football and things like that. And, and I'm good, but he's the one that gives me all the stuff that I need for the camps and, 
on behalf of the Raiders. But I just yeah. told him, I said, man, it, well, he asked me one day, he goes, he goes, what is your, what is your end goal? And I go, oh man, you, you serious? You really want to know? I said, I'll make it real short. I said, I just want to have my camps in that training facility. I want to be able to promote that all American football camps and combines is having their next football camp in the Raider training facility. Oh. That's what I want. And he yeah. goes, and then he goes, I don't think that's impossible. And I said, you're asking me that question and now you get me ex excited. So we really need to work on maybe ha making this happen. He goes, maybe right. on the off season, right? Cause you got your camps in the spring, right? And I said, yeah. That, so I've been trying to call him. I don't know. I hope he's still with the Raiders because he hasn't returned my call in about three weeks. And he usually returns my call. <laughs> I mean, instantly. So you never know, man, there's, there, there's a, there's a buzzsaw going on around there right now. <laughs> well, I, I think part of it is, you know, we tell our, our nonprofits this, you know, all it takes is one benefactor, right? One person that you connect with and it could happen in a way that you don't expect. And they're the driver, they're their connector, they get it and they want to help, you know, and it's very, the, the larger the organization, like the NFL, the more difficult it's going to be to get in there. Right. So I think with the Raiders being Las Vegas, that that is a nice point of leverage because now there is a pro team in the city. And, you know, I think they've done a good job of connecting with the community and so they on. Have. And, they have. you know, all of that's been from what I, my observation from the outside, it seems to have gone pretty, pretty well. Right. But with a few bumps this year, which a couple were kind of serious, but, but overall, you know, uh, the, the team is very well organized. They're going to be there for a long time. Stadium's great. So how do you get in there and how do you find that one, one person that can connect you with the right person? We, we just did a nonprofit. And I, I don't know if they're, they're approved yet, but they're, um, so I won't give the details, but they're a pro sports team that was sponsoring a, uh, a amateur team for the Olympics and really high ups in this pro team that, you know, we ended up doing that nonprofit, you know, what I'm talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And so, uh, and, uh, and in part, you know, that was for them to help recruit these athletes from a, a country outside the U.S. that don't always have a lot of opportunity to play this particular sport. <laughs> I'm being a little evasive on here. Once they're approved, we can talk about them, but um, until they are, it's still confidential. But, you know, so finding that one connection, right? And, uh, and part of, I think, this team's interest is in the fact that these are athletes that uh, come from a place where they probably don't have a lot of exposure or opportunity, right? And even just underwriting them to play at the Olympic level, they're not going to be overly competitive, but there, I'm sure are some athletes in that pool that, um, you know, either could play at the college level or potentially make the pros at, level, at some level too. You know, it's funny how you mentioned that. Have you noticed um, lately, um, probably this last year, especially a lot of the foreign names on the back of those jerseys? There's a lot of foreign names oh, in yeah. the NFL. I'm, I've mm -hmm. never seen so many as, as this this year now. You know, so they're really, I mean, I like the, I like the movement because if you're going to call yourself, you know, uh, world champions, then you really better incorporate any and all athletes that can play at this level an opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. And, man, I've seen a, there's a lot of names that are not American out there. You know, and it's it's good because you're getting the best athletes on planet Earth mm -hmm. and you give an opportunity. And so you are watching the best football players that the planet has to offer. Right. And, and then, you know, 
not a sport that's played all over the world, right? But the no, NFL is exactly. again trying to generate that interest in having games in in uh, England and in Mexico, uh, outside the U.S. But I, I think it is interesting because it's an opportunity for athletes that are not exposed to football but are phenomenal athletes. And you're exactly right. I, I think the broadcasters sometimes struggle with some of yeah, the names. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when I see them for the first time, I'm like, I'm glad I'm not saying that name on live television. <laughs> Yeah, so like for instance, that the, the tight end for the for the Bengals, Uzma, Uzma, he got he got hurt Sunday. Right, yeah, yeah, ACL. But he they say he should be able to play in the Super Bowl, so they're going to do whatever they got to do to get him ready. Yeah. But but I mean, there's a lot of I mean, some names are even more difficult than that. But I tell you, man, those kids are flying around. So it's I really like that, you know, that there's nobody. Like, oh, you're not American, so you can't play in this game. Right. Now they're really making it a very competitive and. Of course, man, we're watching some good football. Mm -hmm. I mean, look at all the games this year, especially the playoffs. Oh, Three points. The playoffs are I mean, amazing. Home teams, home teams were losing. You know, yeah. the Tennessee Titans, uh, the Packers. Right. I mean, the Bucks. I mean, you, you think you're your home, your home to the playoffs. Like, that's going to be an advantage, but it Chiefs, it's the opposite. <laughs> it, it was, you know, <laughs> the playoffs. I think even non-football people, if they just somehow accidentally started watching, it was literally like these games were scripted. Because exactly. I said to, I've said to friends of mine, we'll never see a series of playoff games like that in our lifetime. No. Not in one season. I mean, it was like insane, right? Each one was was crazier, more captivating than the next. It was just, it was it was really um, incredible. I mean, I, you know, I think even non-football fans and were like, whoa, that was. They were good. Yeah, it was really. Well, look at this, the Super Bowl. It's a good example. The Super Bowl is is entertainment. Definitely. I mean, yeah. for, for people that don't watch football, I mean, they, nobody's going to miss the Super Bowl. No. They said now this is probably the biggest betting line in the history of the NFL. It's going to be on this game right here. Yeah. Wow. On the betting side. Right. But entertainment wise, and, you know, the show, halftime show and just the whole you know, the, the fail in the sense of the Super Bowl. I mean, there's people that don't ever watch a lick of football all year, and then they're watching the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, because everybody else is, <laughs> you know? You know, so it's kind of cool to, to see something that's, you know, a sport that's got so much exposure. I mean, $7 billion a year is just amazing. Well, you know, you at know? the most basic level, and, you know, this people talk about this all the time, you know, 99% of these athletes won't make it to the pros. And, um it's so important programs like yours that instill not only some skills, which are important football skills, but more importantly to the skills of life, the skills of teamwork, of staying in school, of applying themselves, of not letting uh, their neighborhood or their parents or lack of a parent, you know, affect their chances of success. And it really begins in their mind, right? And if they believe they can do it, um, they can overcome obstacles. And I, and I think it's important that they have role models, you know, like you, James, that, that are, are really putting this in these kids' head, right? If, if somebody's not paying attention, um, you know, we have other social problems down the road. And I think that's been developing over decades. Good to hear parents are getting involved, um, you know, because uh, the youth, obviously, they're the future. And, and without, you know, values and, and just being able to apply themselves, focus, tenacity, and all those things that sports teach, um, you know, they'll have a much better chance of success. So I, I really commend you on doing that. It's awesome that uh, you've been coaching I, for so long and, yes. and so much in a big part of the community. It's great. 
And it's, you know, it, it sounds like work, but it's not. It's actually very rewarding and very spiritual in some sense, but very motivating because I, I like to take a kid where he's at and immediately I can find where he's at. And then I like to break him down and then build him. I, I, I tell him, I go, I'm going to pull that beast out of you. Everybody <laughs> has a beast. In a, a little beast, inter, intermediate sized beast. And some guys have a lot of, I say, we're going to find that guy in there and we're going to pull him out. Is there an age limit? I mean, can I participate? Am I, am I too old? Well, no, I get, I get followers all the time. It has to come out and help out. Oh, okay. And I love that. Can I just I'm talking about the inner beast. Oh. <laughs> Hey, just being out there is 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 enough energy and makes you feel like you want to be a part it's of something. Amazing. It really yeah. is. Oh. I'll, you know what? The one thing I love the most, real quickly, on and when I have the camps and I have probably about fifteen to seventeen NFL former NFL players from a lot of teams, and but when they come up to me and they say, "Coach, this is amazing. I wish we had this when I was growing up." Yeah. Oh, that is my. That is when I hear that the two weeks of work to put into that four hours right there is just, it just makes everything worthwhile. Yeah. That's awesome. It really, really, it, yeah, it really is special because these are guys that are one in a million that like we talked about that made it all the way through. And I don't think I've had one that came from a, from a pretty enriched uh, upbringing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, they all talked about hard times, you know, five or six brothers, hardly oh, yeah. any food on the table, you know, and they struggled, but they persevered, you know, they, you know, and that's the stories they tell are incredible, especially to the high school kids, man, it really resonates really. You, he's, they're talking, I'm looking at all the eyes and you could hear a pin drop with 150 high school kids on one knee and you know, you're just captivating their minds, you know, and they're thinking, man, this guy played for the Miami Dolphins for seven years, you know, and he's telling us his life story, you know, what to do and what don't to do. And, you know, and it's just amazing. I mean, just the moment, you know, and you just hope that you're just really inspiring, inspiring, you know. And then he cracks a couple of jokes and everybody busts up because it's so tense. You know what I mean? And then a joke comes around and everybody's just like, <laughs> it's just amazing. It's hard to explain, but that's the whole essence of why we're really out there, you know, is because where else are they going to get this? They're yeah. not going to get it anywhere. And, and, and they get something. Oh, it's interesting, too, because the community, you know, in for us, Trish and I growing up in Las Vegas, uh, you know, it's changed a lot. I mean, there were some wealthy people and there was one, you know, private school was one. And, uh, you know, but it's changed so much. Now you have a lot of very, very wealthy people. You have, uh, I don't know how many private schools and and, uh, you know, kids like that from the neighborhood I grew up in, you know, they wouldn't have a chance today, you know, of going to one of those schools uh, and being able to do like travel teams and, and, and all those other things, you know, that are part of it, coaching, private coaches, lessons, you know, and so there's this kind of disparity among, you know, wealthier kids or wealthier families and kids that really have very little to no resources whatsoever. And that, that's such an important gap to be able to fill because, again, you know, so many people are left out and they're left out at an early, early age. Well, one of the kids that I am really, he's, he's my latest project. He's a sophomore at the University of Georgia. Uh, his name is Darnell Washington and he's a tight end. Uh, six nine, two hundred sixty-five pounds. Wow. A little guy. And 
<laughs> yeah, well, he's the biggest man on the, on the college football field anywhere. Well, you, you know, Georgia won the national championship, so it was just an incredible run. But he was walking through one of the one of the alleys in Henderson, old Henderson, right by um, right off of Warm Springs and you know um, Morale Morale Park. I don't know if you guys. Right. And I was looking for players. I needed players, and I pull up and I just see him, his mom, and his younger brother walking towards me. I hit the brakes and I look over. And they're walking towards me, and I rolled the window because I didn't want them to get freaked out. You know, who's this guy? And I said, <laughs> I said, hey, you guys football players? And then they start walking a little bit, and they came to the window. One thing led to another. They end up playing for me. And then they end up walk, kind of kind of coaching him up through high school. And he, he was the number one tight end in the nation and the number three all-around athlete in the country. So he went to Alabama, Tennessee, went to Minnesota, he went to Michigan, he went to Oklahoma, and he ended up signing with Georgia. And he just finished his sophomore year, and um, he's NFL bound. Probably, I don't think he's even. Gonna, I'm not real happy about it, but I don't think he's going to really uh, see his senior year. Yeah, the, the, the NFL is already in his in his ear. He told me a couple of weeks ago, and he's he's phenomenal. This kid Megatron, you remember for Detroit Lions? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he makes Megatron look small. Yeah, this guy is is just a freak of human. Stat stature it's amazing you know? <laughs> and they talk about it. every time he catches the ball the commentators go my god that kid is so big and he can move see that thing and it's like he's got a lot of promise and but he's a, he's got a good heart and i tell him man don't ever lose that stay humble and the gym turned into a freak in the field you, you're a freak too but you know and he, he's just a real humble kid um by nature that's nice. and uh, his mom struggles a little bit and you know he's got a lot of family and and I said, one of these days, you're going to sign an NFL contract. You, know, you go right after your mom. And you, you, you get her that car. You get her that house that she wants. It was all coached without a doubt. That's the first thing I'm doing. <laughs> and then, you know, but it's just cool. That, that's another great story there that, you know, and uh, he's just one of the hottest things in college football right now. National champions, too. So he's coming to Vegas in a couple of weeks. I can't wait to see that national championship ring. That's yeah. what I'm, I've never wow. seen one before. So. Oh. And this kid's only 19 years old. He's got a national championship ring on top of the world. It's just amazing. And he, he, he's been through all the All-American camps. And then last summer, he, before he left school, I said, hey, what are you doing? He goes, I'm sleeping. I go, sleeping? I said, I got the camp going on here. I need you over here. And he goes, coach, I don't you need to get down here. I need you to speak to all these kids. <laughs> and the kid's so big. And he goes, all right, all right. So he came down, and then at the end, he spoke to all these kids. You should have seen the look on these children. This is the kids' camp. So I had him from six years old, you know, to 13. Oh. And he comes out here, and this kid's just massive. And there's not an ounce of fat on him. Just, I mean, the body is just like a chiseled god, you know. And he stands there, and he's got a really, really deep voice. And, and all, the, all the NFL guys are in the radio going, that kid's weird. At that time, 18. He goes, that kid's 18? Because yeah, he's, he's a freshman in Georgia. And and he was speaking to the kids. He's not really good at speaking, but he said the right things. But stay in school, work hard, you know, and listen yeah. to Coach Silva. He's like, that was a good, <laughs> that was the best part. But when he was speaking, these kids, they had to look straight because they're on one knee, right? They had to look straight up. And it was the funniest thing. And the parents, and everybody's talking like, oh, my God, this kid. What an amazing figure That's to look really at. Neat. Yeah, and he, you know, so and, you, I, you know, and James, your biggest influence or or the 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 biggest impact you probably had are the stories you'll never know. 
right? You know, you're, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, it's the success stories, the kids that move on to, you know, college and, and potentially the pros, but it's the ones that you impact that, that don't get to that place, but you had such a, 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 an influence on their life that yeah. they turn things around in different ways, you know, and, and potentially the parents too. I think that is so awesome. I have a, a young kid that's like family to us. Very good kid. He went to Gorman and got a scholarship and played at Idaho. And he's a, he, he's a, he's a minister. Oh, yeah. yeah. He does a lot of work for the church like that. And um, I don't doubt it because the kid was really special. One dynamic football player. Oh my God. He, he made coaching easy. <laughs> <laughs> just give him the ball. <laughs> Boom. And uh, it was just, and I, I just talked to him the other day because he wants to help out with the camps. He likes to give back and he's a great coach. Kids that really attract to him. And it's just, you know, and he, he calls mom, Monica mom. Oh, so it's really cool. Yeah. That's sweet. But uh, you know, and what's your, your, your kids coach. They'll, they always will call you coach. You know, that's forever. If you run into them in the store or something, like, hey, coach. You know, it's kind of cool. It's not, hey, James Lewis, how you doing? Oh, I would get really upset. Would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> so, I've been your coach for three years. You only know me because I'm your coach, and you call me formally by my name? No, I don't have a name with you. I'm your coach forever. <laughs> <laughs> coach Silas. Absolutely. Why don't you uh, share with people that are listening in, like what, how they could connect with you? What's a good way for them to make contact if they want to learn more about your programs, if they want to support your program, whatever their interests might be. Yeah, we have um, uh, our website is um, AAYFL for all American youth football league.net. And then our social handles are on Instagram are straight all together, all American football training. Okay. And the other one on Facebook is all American youth football league. So you can follow us on there as well. But on the website, you'll, you'll, you'll see a lot of history of all the videos of the camps and combines. And then if people, if they're interested for, to some magnitude, want to donate, they can click on the donate page and it'll take them to that. And then they can, they can do whatever they feel, if anything. Um, they can donate to All American and promote our movement. Wonderful, awesome. wonderful. But, uh, I mean, you know, as we're coming up to a close here on our chat today, I, I first want to say to you that you know you've been a wonderful friend, and um, I'm so glad that you came into my life and were a part of it, and that you know you and Monica have just made such a wonderful impact in the community and in helping the kids. And, and I, I really treasure our friendship and I'm excited for you uh, as we now come out of this COVID time. So you can really push forward and, and continue to make your impact and strive and, and, and really, really get out there and just keep touching these youth and, it's, it's just a blessing. You're, you, I have so much gratitude and love for you. Thank you so much, Trish. We've known you a long time and we love you. Every time we talk to you, you always get excited because you're always upbeat and positive and you got incredible energy. And Mark, it's always nice knowing you. Thank you. For how many years now, if you don't mind me asking, have you guys been married? We've been married 16 years. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. 
<laughs> yeah, I was playing peewee football when we met, and uh, <laughs> here we are. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> hey, sometimes it happens like that. But uh, no, but thank you so much, Trish. I really appreciate it. That really, really touched my heart. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll we'll wrap this up. We want to keep you all day. Hey, thank you so much, Coach, for doing this. And um, and when we put this out there, we'll we'll um, we'll promote how people can connect with you as well so that you know if they didn't catch it they can catch it that way and i'm really good about getting back to people so if they want to just talk about you know mike i get people come from buffalo north carolina california to the high school combines i mean in some of the kids camps i've had that so i mean we're we're always welcoming anybody from any part of the country that want to come it's oh, we love awesome. that you know yeah we, we always give an award for the person that travels the furthest distance nice oh that's <laughs> wonderful yeah <laughs> So I make sure we acknowledge them and we, we bring them up. And and I always say, you see the kind of dedication? This kid traveled from Denver or whatever just to be here today. That's how focused wow. he is. Yeah. Wow. I make awesome. him turn around and thank his mom and dad for doing it for him. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. super cool. That's super yeah, cool. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. We do a lot of things like that. And yeah, so, we, you know, we just want to keep moving forward. And, uh, and you know, with COVID, a lot of kids really took a hit, mm -hmm. you know. And on several levels, in fact, they had to be confined to the home. And then the biggest one, probably they couldn't play football. So, right. you know, you get a lot, of, a lot of emotions going there with kids and puberty. And, you know, they just, it was tough for parents, man. It was a really, really tough time. And, yeah. and we just want to be able to break out of it now and get back to normal, somewhat normalcy and, and get into the sports they love so they can get back into the, the group of things and, and, and enjoy life, you know, because we only got one day at a time, right? That's all we have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we just got to yeah. take it to the most. So I always tell them, if it is to be, it's up to me. That's how you got to look at it. <laughs> all right. If it is. Well, right. James, thank you. Yeah, you can hang on here. Um, we'll, we're going to cut off the recording. But um, okay. and then if you want to hang out and talk for a minute, we'll do that too. All right. Yeah, so I'd love to. I'd love to. You, you guys got me all wound up now. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. This has been super and, um, and for those people that want to support your organization, like I said, we'll get that information out there to them. Hey, it's that one magical connection is all you need. Keep, keep plugging away at those Raiders. You're going to get in there. <laughs> I know. I know. Monica keeps telling me every day, go apply at the Raiders. They'll take you. I go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. I hope what you heard will inspire you to join a movement of kind and compassionate people who care about others. Be sure to support our guest and visit contributionrevolution.org for free tips, training, and inspiring stories of our nonprofit love revolutionaries. Remember, it's up to all of us to make the world a kinder, loving, and compassionate place. Signing off until next time. See you soon.